Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Fitz. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Hey, Maddie, it's 2021. We're back with another episode of Shifting Ears, and we have so many things to look forward to this year. I know that 2020 was kind of a bummer. So we're excited to get back to all these outgoing events. And obviously when COVID settles down, we're not rushing out now. But we also have a lot of service-oriented implements that need to go in. We have different construction projects starting. I mean, we are on the go. Yeah, we have all kinds of exciting things coming up, especially in our construction and planning worlds thinking about the Tempe streetcar that has all the track installed and they're just kind of putting the finishing touches on all of that work over in Tempe. Northwest Extension started in August, so they're really rolling. And really the main one that's on our minds right now is the South Central Extension Downtown Hub, which of course is a huge project for the agency. So we thought it would be best to talk to the person that has the most insider information on what's happening with South Central Extension Downtown Hub. My name is Luis Mota. I am the project manager for uh, Valley Metro's South Central and Downtown Hub project. We weren't here when CPEV was first constructed, but I think this is probably the next biggest construction project we've had since then, just because there's five and a half miles of track, eight new stations, and of course, the whole downtown hub has to be built, which is going to reconfigure the way our system runs. And it's going to hit a pretty big milestone coming up here in February in just a few short weeks from when we're recording this. February and March is when we're going to install the first connections for the South Central and the downtown hub project to the existing light rail system. And these are to accommodate an east-west and a north-south system. South Central Extension was originally its own project by itself. And then the downtown hub got added because it was really necessary to bring these two projects together to make everything run, right? Yes, that's true. So as I mentioned before, once we have the downtown hub, riders are going to be able to transfer and take either a north and south running train or an east and west running train. So that's going to be a big step up for our light rail system and competing with some other cities that we're actually going to have two whole rail lines. But in order to build that downtown hub, there's a lot of complicated construction and engineering work that has to take place, especially because it's kind of right smack dab in the middle of the existing downtown system that we already have. You have to install special track work at a few locations, and we call it a single tracking operation because we have to take down one of the rails, which means that both directions of light rail for the entire operation have to operate on a single track throughout downtown. That means one train goes through and the other train waiting to come through has to wait for, for one before he can traverse the same area. So if you remember about a year ago for Tempe Streetcar, we did a similar kind of single tracking effort in order to tie in the tracks of Tempe Streetcar across the existing light rail tracks. I'd say it was like a good warm up for this one because uh, there were five interface points. Two pairs were right next to each other. In this case, we have nine interface points more spread out but to tailor it to the community here for the Phoenix area, we did get a good uh, understanding of how it worked, communication, what we tell the public and what to expect, how that was beneficial. Uh, we set the bar high because it was successful. So we just got to make sure this one works at least that well, if not better. 
The downtown Phoenix area is a major construction zone for sure. We had coordination with our service planning groups and our operations to reroute the express and rapid trips that happen in downtown. And we implemented that back in October in preparation for all of the construction that was coming for the downtown hub. So it's not just like plans happen like that. They definitely take a lot of coordination from several different departments across the agency and with contractors and other people just to make sure that, you know, a project five years down the line is still happening and on track right now. There's a lot. Just the construction aspect alone is very complicated. To be able to do the work on a date that we select, you have to have thought of this long time ago because the manufacturing of special tractor requires trades that are very specialized. You have to have ordered this probably sometimes six months, sometimes a year ahead of time. Not only that, the planning to make sure that we revise train schedules, analyze it against bus schedules, uh, make sure that we have the resources available. For example, for the first set, they have 16 people that are specialized in this work that are coming out just for this operation to help during that closure. And then you have to develop an hour by hour schedule for those two weeks that you know exactly what you're working on every hour of those two weeks and everything has to hit because if you keep it closed one day longer, you won't hear the end of it. So we, there's a strong commitment. We have to know that we're able to do the work and you have to know that you are thoroughly prepared. Imagine going through the process, you have the train shut down, you cut out a large section of rail to install the new special track and you realize, hey, we're missing a piece. That's the level of effort that it takes in the planning for this. And even though we have a plan and we've been thinking about this for so long, there's always something that could happen. So I think it's always important to have a plan to make a new plan. Sounds redundant, but that's the best we can do. Anytime you do work underground, there are the unknowns. And there's kind of things that you can't plan for something you don't know is there. That's why we hope riders will give us a little kindness and patience, even if they are disappointed to learn that they have to wait 30 minutes between each train. Um, it's kind of our job as the communications team to make sure that people understand the magnitude of what's happening with this project and why these changes have occurred, even though they're temporary and hopefully not too painful. There is a good reason for them happening and that our system is getting so much bigger and it's going to run and be able to do so much more and serve so many more people eventually. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like in several years when it's all completed because, you know, we've got in at the back end of Tempe Streetcar, got to see track being laid. I know you were a more vital piece to that entire program, but at the same time, just seeing what's happened in the past year and a half, two years, it's amazing to see what can get done in that amount of time and what they're planning to do during these two weeks of single tracking is also impressive to know how much work is going to be done during this time frame. It's always good for us as employees to get in the perspective of the writer and think about how this work's going to impact them because for so many of us, it's just kind of, okay, whether I'm in the planning department and I'm working on what the schedule is going to look like when this work is happening or I work in construction and here's the timeline of what we're going to follow for all the different tasks. But when you take a step back and think, oh, well, how is the writer going to experience this? That's kind of where Another challenge comes in in our work in how we can make sure people are prepared and understand what's going to happen and how it's going to affect them. Yeah, we're excited about this project and so should you be. Even though it's going to be a little bit of a hassle, I think overall the agency has done what we can to 
combine all these efforts to make them the shortest amount of time possible. And just figuring out ways to create the least impact on the writers is, I think, our best effort and definitely exciting for all future projects. You know, it is a lot of moving parts and it can be stressful, but I think my job is just to kind of be the constant for the entire team to make sure the communication is happening. And uh, I think it's also fun. And so the, the energy that you get from the excitement of doing something that's very unique on such a large program, I think that energy keeps you going too. Now, Maddie, one of your favorite things to do during single tracking is put together all of the signs that go out to each of the platforms. Can you give us a little background in what it takes just to get these schedules out for the riders? So many signs. Actually, I'm looking at a box in my office of 500 signs that need to be distributed within Phoenix, Tempe, and Mesa and all across the light rail system next week. So that's going to be fun. And I know a lot of us are going to help out with that. But yes, so even just getting the schedules posted at each of the stations is interesting because, of course, every station has a unique schedule of when the train is actually going to arrive there. So there are hundreds of signs that are going to be going up everywhere next week. But that's also really exciting because we've been, you know, as Louise mentioned, talking about this for months or even some people even years. So to see this kind of like as the culmination of that effort is really rewarding too. And we just hope we don't get too many tweets or calls to customer service once people see the signs and realize what's happening. I know that there's two times that this is happening in February and in March. So are they the same schedules? Do you have to go back out again? Which side is being single tracked in February versus March? Give me all the deets. Well, the good news is the schedules are almost the same for both the February and the March time. So it's still going to be 30 minutes between each train. Almost all the stations still have the same schedule. And because of COVID, we've eliminated some of our really early and really late night service. So actually every day from through the week, Monday to Sunday is the same too, which is a little easier for people to remember and not so many different iterations of a schedule to have to pay attention to. So that's kind of one, I guess, silver lining. So in February, the light rail is going to travel on First Avenue and Jefferson Street in downtown. And then in March, it'll be the opposite. So it's going to travel on Central Avenue and Washington Street in downtown. There will still be a 30-minute headway for both of them, but during each of those times, some of the downtown stations will be closed and we'll actually have trains going east and westbound at some of our split stations that normally only have one direction of travel. So that will be kind of interesting and something new for the riders to look out for and to be aware of. We're employing a lot of different techniques to hopefully make it as easy as possible to understand where to go. But I definitely think it will be kind of weird that first day seeing a train travel both east and westbound when it gets to First Ave and Van Buren as opposed to only going eastbound. And you should definitely be able to tell which way the train's going based off of which way it's traveling. But make sure you check that head sign anyway before you just hop on. Yes, always important to remember. (laughs) I did that one time in New York. I ended up in Brooklyn by accident. Oh, um, They have lots of lines there. It's easier. (laughs) So Maddie, we just gave people a lot of information. So top three things they need to know about single tracking. Number one, the dates that's occurring. February 13th to 26th, March 13th to 26th. We made that really easy on you because it's the same date in each month. So remember those two two two-week periods. Number two, trains will arrive every 30 minutes during those days and times. So remember that the schedule is going to be temporarily changed. And number three, 
Some stations in downtown will be closed in each of those two-week periods, so make sure to check the website, valleymetro.org POP, where all those updates are. Everything's listed out if you get confused or if you can't remember. Also, this is another great topic we've covered on Shifting Gears, but we are always open to more options and things you want to know about the agency. So email us your ideas at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. Meet you at the next stop. Thank you.